Welcome in to Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalia, and this is your week three NFL recap. And I'm going to get right into it. We already took care of the Thursday night football game, so we're on to the Sunday games. Uh, first of all, Texans at the Steelers. Uh, Texans put up a fight, um, but it was as I expected. Um, Steelers coming out on top. They're just more of a complete team. Deshaun, for all that uh, Deshaun Watson has done in the in, did in that game and was trying to do, I just figured it wasn't going to be enough because he just doesn't have the right type of help around him. Um, like I said, if your best wide receiver is Will Fuller, um, you know, Will Fuller's good, but most of the time throughout his career, he's not healthy or can't stay healthy for a full season. Um, and then your offensive line has not gotten better. Uh, your defense is nothing what it used to be, not even, you know, by the time you got there. By the time Deshaun Watson got there, I mean, I think the defense was already done pretty much. They weren't the fearsome defense that they had, that they used to be when they had Matt Schaub as a quarterback. Um, so ever since then, it's been more of an offensive team. You put you bring in Bill O'Brien for that specific reason, um, and it's just right now it's not good enough. They're not even the best team in their division right now, and that's shocking to me. Uh, so uh, Steelers come out on top, more of a complete team. Um, yeah, they win 28-21. to 21. Next you have the oddest oddball in the history of, uh, um, I think this happened with another winless team when they were starting out, Bengals and Eagles. Uh, another winless team, I can't remember what year it was, but their first trying to get their first win and they end up tying with a team that probably should have taken care of business but I had picked the Bengals to win this game because Philly just has not been showing me anything Philly is atrocious and um you know they the Cowboys are probably going to win this division again by default because everybody else is so bad um you know I would probably think that Washington football team would probably give the Cowboys the best fight for the division, if you even want to call that a fight, and I guess you could because the Cowboys aren't doing too good right now either, but they're still the best talent-wise, and they probably should, like I said, come out on top because Washington is not good on offense. But anyway, back to the actual game, um, you know, both teams were fighting. Uh, I really thought the Bengals were going to pull this thing out. Um, Carson Wentz has thrown two picks in every game this season. Um, that's you can't put that all on uh, the rest of the team or the the lack of help around him. It's really up to you as a quarterback not to make certain mistakes. If you have to take a sack, you take a sack. If you have to throw the ball away, you throw the ball away. But you force the ball in, and yeah, I get every now and then there's a it's the receiver's fault. He tipped the pass or he didn't catch it or whatever. Um, but for the most part, it's been Carson Wentz, whether he's underthrowing, overthrowing, throwing it behind the receiver, uh, just making bad reads. Um, Carson Wentz is not playing like the franchise quarterback over highly overpaid, in my opinion, quarterback that he has been laid out to be. Um, I mean, he got that money. He didn't, I mean, what did he prove before he got that contract? What did he prove? He proved that he's a better quarterback than anybody else that they have. And they're too afraid to go out and get somebody else. So I guess that's why he got the money, but that he got his contract extension. He got that fat extension and all the guaranteed money because he's, the franchise quarterback and he's that good no no and I know everybody sounds like a genius after the fact but I've been on that bandwagon 
ever since. I was like, what did he do to earn that? I mean, it was just like Derek Carr. They do well that season. They don't finish the season due to injury, and then they get a contract extension? Huh? Oh, well, he's the best that we have, and he's franchise quarterback. He did well when he was in. You know what? If a quarterback can't stay healthy consistently, why would you pay them? Why would you pay them? I don't get it. Uh, but they did what they did, and now they're stuck with what they're stuck with. And, uh, hey, I really thought the Bengals were going to win this game, and it ends up being a tie in overtime because now they can get it done. But kudos to the Bengals for getting closer to a win, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, both teams are o two and one now. So, you figure one was gonna get off the schneid, get off the off, get into the win column. But nope, not yet. You go on to next to the Niners and the Giants, and even though, like I said, the Niners were depleted because of the guys they lost for the season, Jimmy Garoppolo did not play. Neither did Raheem Mostert, or at least well, I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see Mostert play. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention when they were running the ball, but. Uh, you know, I, 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 I know what Mostert looks like when he's running, and he's usually running really fast. <laughs> no, I don't think Mostert was playing. So, But they didn't need it to beat the Giants, just like I figured. I mean, the Giants' best weapon is Saquon Barkley. He's done for the season. So you got Daniel Jones back there trying to make it happen with, I don't know, a couple, a, you know, couple dice and jacks and, and trying to roll them and see what he gets. I, and yeah. They only scored nine points. The Niners win thirty-six to nine with Nick Mullins a quarterback. Um, really, the 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 Niners didn't play as a complete game. They didn't play all that well, but it was just the fact that the talent against them was so weak that eventually they just outlasted them. And then started to pile on the points later on in the game. Next, we go to <clears throat> Raiders and Patriots. I was wrong about this one. Um, I had my doubts. Uh, but I still pick the Raiders. But one thing that I'm noticing is like when I do uh, the the Friday pick them predictions and analysis, um, and then a lot of times what's happening, uh, or at least with these first three weeks, what's happening is then the the last injury report comes out after I've made that episode, and then you see all these people who I'm talking about, and then they're not playing in the game, and then. It, well, of course, makes my prediction look foolish, but at the same time, it's like, man, you just, yeah, you can't, you can't predict these things. So, um, I make the prediction that the Raiders going to win on Friday morning. Later on in the day, I find out that Ruggs is not playing, so that's their deep threat, their only deep threat, which is kind of pathetic. That their only deep threat is Ruggs, and so he's not playing, so they can't take the top off even if they wanted to. Um, <clears throat> And then Kiewatowski, and I know I'm butchering that. They're starting middle linebacker. He's not playing, uh, even though the defense did great in this game early on. I'll get to that, you know, to get to that in a second. Um, but uh, And then you have um, Jacobs and Waller, who played, but they were not 100%. They were questionable uh, with injuries, um, most notably Jacobs with his hip. Um, and so, you know, he went through his game already banged up and he played well, but, uh, the, he had a fumble in this game. They, he fumbled in the red zone, which is not really typical of him at all since last season. Um, and then Derek Carr fumbled the ball when he was early, uh, deep in there in the Raiders territory, giving the Patriots an easy field to score. Um, so the offense just really let 
this team down and they're supposed to be the strong point of this team. And I realize that they're going up against the best defense that they have faced so far in the Patriots, but it just shows where the Raiders actually are. They beat two teams uh, the first two games of the season with poor defenses or defenses aren't playing well. And they come up against a decent, really strong defense, actually, um, and in the Patriots. And you see what they really are. Um, and especially in the fact that they didn't have their deep threat, number one, um, in rugs. Two, Derek Carr is Derek Carr, really. Like, really, like, he doesn't throw passes deep. You could see, I watched the game, you could see where there were guys downfield and guys getting open. And one particular, uh, Hunter Renfro, he beat the defense. He got open and he would he was past the defense and Derek Carr is just sitting back in the pocket just holding and clutching the ball, looking at him and won't throw the ball. Um, but he had his defenders beat. He had the, his uh, defensive back, the defensive back beat. Hunter Renfro did. He saw it on the replay, and Derek Carr would not throw on the football. Um, and for one, I know that Derek Carr really doesn't have that much confidence in his deep ball. He can't throw the deep ball like he used to. Um, and that's really saying something because he's only been in the league for seven years. It's like, how are you able to throw the deep ball early on in your career when you were not? when you were in your rookie contract, uh, but now that you have your fa- you got your contract extension after getting injured, um, and now all of a sudden you can't throw the deep ball. So the thing is, even if Ruggs was there, he probably wouldn't have used Ruggs. He didn't really use Ruggs last week, um, and it was all Darren Waller. And, of course, you going up against a defensive defensive mind uh, in Bill Belichick, and he's going to be like, okay, I'm going to take your best weapon away from you. So what the Patriots did on defense, they just took Darren Waller away. They took Darren Waller away, and Derek Carr was helpless. You know, you know J- Josh Jacobs had to do all the work. And so they overused Josh Jacobs just like they normally do. You know, when it works, it's great. But when it doesn't work, you're overusing him, and it's not effective. And it's like, well, Derek Carr can't do anything in the passing game because he's not going to throw it past 15 yards. So you give the defense, it makes it easy on the defense because they can keep everything in front of them. And then you take away Darren Waller, and Derek Carr can't do anything. So he's not going to utilize the other receivers enough, and then he's not going to throw the ball deep. And so you basically kill the passing game. In the NFL, that's just, you you do that, you're done. So um, on top of that, um, a spoiled, they spoiled the efforts of the Raider defense. The Raider defense played really good against Cam Newton early on. They forced a turnover, got the Raiders into the red zone, and the Raiders could not score a touchdown. That's horrible. That is horrible. You have to take advantage when a defense does something like that as an offense. You have to reward them, reward the entire team, and punch that ball in. When, when uh, I think it was uh, Abrams, when he uh, intercepted uh, Cam Newton, he got it within, I want to say, around the 15 to 10-yard line. And the Raiders could not punch it in. So for as good as their offense had been looking, uh, this shows what their offense really is without Ruggs and with uh, a quarterback that only wants to go to his tight end in the passing game. Um, That's not going to cut it. So Derek Carr's got some soul-searching to do. He talked about not being disrespected and tired of being disrespected by the fan base. This is exactly what they were talking about. This is exactly what they were talking about. You finally go up against a decent defense and you do the same stuff that you've been doing. 
that's why people get on your case, Derek Carr. I mean, I could see if it wasn't warranted, if it was just people just hating just to hate and they were actually wrong, but they're right. This is exactly what they're talking about. You got to know that you're not going to go up against soft defenses every week. You're actually going to go up against some tough defenses and then you do the exact same thing. You make the exact same mistakes. You didn't even threaten to throw the ball deep against the weak defenses and you definitely didn't try it when the guys were open to throw down the field against the strong defenses. How did the Seahawks, why wouldn't you not do your homework? How did the Seahawks beat the Patriots last week? How did they do it? Russell Wilson went crazy throwing the ball deep. And that's why Stephon Gilmore had such a fierce and vicious battle with DK Metcalf because he was upset that DK Metcalf caught a deep ball on him. And if you watch that play, uh, Stephon Gilmore even really caused pass interference. He got there early and literally tried to tackle DK Metcalf before the ball got there. DK Metcalf still caught the ball and ran in for a touchdown. They threw the ball deep. They aired it out. They made those defensive backs run backwards the entire game. That's how they beat the Patriots defense. And you're telling me that's a blueprint that was laid out for you the week before and you're not going to follow that at all you want to dink and dunk five to ten yard passes the entire game and think that's going to beat the Patriots defense when it's clear that the only way to beat the Patriots defense is to stretch the field and you had opportunities to throw down the field and it was shown on replays and you didn't do it that's all on the offense I don't put nothing on the defense for what people say about the defense for one people got to realize that J.J. Abrams was their uh, first round pick, their second first round pick of last year, right after Josh Jacobs in the draft. And he only played one game last year and missed the rest of the season due to injury. So now that he's back, it's a, it's a whole different, uh, it's, it's gonna, it's a whole different ballgame for the Raiders and not where they need to be, but they're getting better as a defense. And they really, really put the screws to, to Cam Newton early, but you know, they're on the field too much. Raiders aren't scoring enough. And then on top of that, the Patriots get uh get us get a sack in the end zone or strip sack in the end zone, and it was supposed to be a safety, and then it was called a touchdown. Of course, the game's over. It's been over. But you can't you can't do that as a Raiders. Uh, but hats off to the Patriots. They did what they were supposed to do. They did what they needed to do. Cam didn't play all that great at all, but the, he didn't need to, because the Raiders couldn't get out of their own way. So, final score, 36-20. to 20. Moving on, Titans at Vikings. Um, this one I did predict right. And, um, you know, from when I was thinking of from week one, how I figured Goskowski probably wasn't going to keep his job long or he was at least on the hot seat. That hot seat has at least cooled uh, down very much for now. Uh, amongst everything else that the Titans are trying to do, six field goals made by Goskowski, including the game winner, and the Titans beat the Vikings 31-30. to Yeah, I'm thoroughly disappointed in the Vikings, but I didn't pick them to win this because, they, you know, team starts letting you down like that too much early on, and they're getting their... I, I, I could even see if they were really um, a fighting team, but they're... they're it, it's, yeah, they were in this game. They were fighting. They lost the last-second field goal. I get it. But it just doesn't seem like they want it 
it just doesn't seem like they want it. They, they're they making so many mistakes. Kirk Cousins is throwing picks. Um, it, it seems like the only person that really wants to play is Dalvin Cook. And, you know, let's hope he stays healthy this season. Defense on the Vikings is atrocious. So, I mean, yeah, they held, you know, they had to force the Titans to kick a lot of field goals. But that's a Titans game anyway. I mean, that's not really not anything different. They run the football. Tannehill passes when he needs to. Um, that's their style. Um, but Goskowski coming through with six field goals, including the game winner. And the Titans win by one point. Moving on, we have Washington football team at the Browns. I'm pretty sure I picked this one right. Uh, Browns winning this one just because, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins is still struggling. You know, this is his, you know, this is going to be his full full first year starting. So, um, yeah, he's going to make his mistakes. He's going to take his bumps. He, 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 right, he's quickly realizing, I know, that he's not in college anymore. And what I mean was, in college, he could run. He could run out of the pocket. He can run and run the football and pick up yardage. He's just, he's showing he's just not fast enough to do that in the pros. Kyler Murray's got the speed. Even Russell Wilson can escape the pocket and run when he needs to. Pat Mahomes can do it. Lamar Jackson, amongst other quarterbacks. Dwayne Haskins is not one of them. He's just not fast enough. He's got to build, he's got to get his speed up. Maybe he's got to lose more weight, whatever the case may be. But he can't. He's a pocket quarterback by not by choice. <laughs> a pocket quarterback, not by choice. And then you got Miles Garrett coming after you. And uh, yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield didn't make a whole lot of stupid mistakes, and so uh, Browns win thirty-four to twenty. Moving on, we have the Rams at the Bills. I was wrong about this one, but uh, closely wrong. You know, uh, the Rams were in the game, but. Um, you know, it, it's nothing different from what I've said already as far as the Rams are concerned. All their money is sewn up in Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, and uh, now Jalen Ramsey. And, it, you know, Aaron Donald is, has, is, is worth his money. He has he earned his money before he got the contract. He's been earning his money since he got the contract. Jalen Ramsey uh, still remains to be seen because he just got his contract. It's only been three games, so we got to see how he does. Um, for the most part, I'd say he's doing all right. He's doing good. He's doing good. Um, he does always take on the number one receiver on the other team. So it was him versus Stephon Diggs the whole time. I know Diggs got a touchdown on him one time, but I'm pretty sure he was fighting uh, the whole way as far as you know trying to shut down Diggs as best he could. But then you think about, okay, the rest of the defense – it's like they're not getting paid at all. Like they're out there playing for free. They're so bad. So I mean, that's that's what you get. I mean, you hear this stuff about. You figure because you have a superstar in Aaron Donald, because you have a superstar in Jalen Ramsey, that the defense must be good. Now the rest of that defense is horrible. They're bad. The only teams that they can solidly beat are really really weak teams. They barely beat the Cowboys, and then I think was it the Eagles last week. Yeah, they soundly beat them, but you come up against a decent team like the Bills, and yeah, they're not going away just because you get up on them a little bit. They're not going away, and uh, Josh Allen, from what I saw, he didn't fumble. He didn't try to run the ball and extend the ball away from his body like I told him not to. So kudos to Josh Allen for listening to me 
and getting in those running back drills and protecting the football. Um, you know, if, if he did, f- I didn't see a fumble. If he did fumble, it wasn't because of what I told him not to do. Uh, but, yeah, a game-winning uh, touchdown late in the game. The Bills win the football game. Josh Allen uh, earning and proving why he is a franchise quarterback. That was a good win. That was a good win for them. And like I said, they beat a team who only has, seems like, two good players on defense. Other than that, the Rams' defense is horrible. They're not going to be able to win a shootout. I don't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to win a shootout every week. If you have three shootouts, you'd be lucky to win two out of three. If you have five shootouts, maybe you win three out of five. But you're going to lose some of them. You're not winning every shootout. And so if you don't want to have to deal with that wild card, you're going to need to get better on defense. That's really the name of the game. And that goes for both these teams. Because 35-32 really suggests that there wasn't much defense going on on either side. And the Bills are known for having a decent defense. But it wasn't present this game. But they get the win and prove to 3-0. Next we have the Bears at the Falcons. And look like the Falcons, again, were on top, had a lead, and they blow it again. There's really not much to say. And this isn't the first time that the Bears came back from a deficit. Only this time they knew they weren't going to get it done with Mitch Trubisky. So Trubisky, Trubisky, the, the, the biscuit. I don't know. Maybe we'll go with the biscuit from now on. <laughs> the biscuit. Because he's, he's playing like a biscuit. He's just, he's just there. <laughs> and he's getting gobbled up. He's getting eaten up. By defenses. So they put in Nick Foles. And Nick Foles was shaky at first. But then he starts his uh, miraculous comeback. And the Bears come back and beat the Falcons. 30-26. Bears are 3-0. and Competing up there with the Packers. And the Falcons, of course, drop to 0-3. Defense can't hold. Offense cannot extend the lead uh, late in games. You, that is what it is. That's what you get. So... We are going to take a break, and we will be right back after we hear a message from our sponsor. This is Scout Team Sports. Don't go away. Scout Team Sports, and we're back to finish up this recap of Week 3 in the NFL. We are getting rolling right into it. Panthers at Chargers. Uh, I'm surprised about this one. I thought the Chargers, uh, with their defense and their upstart offense, of what they have with... um, with Justin Herbert, if he could keep the fire going, uh, along with Austin Eckler and the offense doing their thing, they should come out on top of the win. But Teddy Bridgewater said, uh-uh. uh, even without Christian McCaffrey, I got it right this time, not the dad, son, even with Christian McCaffrey out, uh, Teddy Bridgewater leading that offense, uh, you know, not the best, not spectacular, but getting the job done and helping the Panthers to get the win. Teddy Bridgewater playing well against a tough Chargers defense and what I would consider a tough defense for him to beat, and he did it. Um, but then also what helped with that was Justin Herbert showing uh, that he is a rookie. You know, I'm not surprised that it happened, but this is the game. I didn't think it would be this game just yet. Uh, where he would really show his rookie, yeah, he didn't, yeah. I mean, no preseason, no training camp, I mean, well, altered training camp, whatever, but no preseason, and this is just his first game actually playing in the pros, uh, 
first game start, no, second game starting the pros, and, you know, even a team having a week to game plan against him, you know, he just was showing his rookie mistakes and his rookie ways, and so throwing picks and just looking uh, real confused out there. And uh, even with that, they had a chance to win it at the end. So at the end, um, Herbert throws a pass, hits Keenan McCardle. Not Keenan McCardle. Keenan Allen. I've been looking at too much, too much different stuff. Old school stuff, new school stuff. Keenan Allen hits Keenan Allen with the pass, and Keenan Allen tries to hit the hook and ladder uh, to Austin Eckler. And I don't know if the pass was, it looked like the pass was a little too high or Eckler wasn't ready for it, even though he should have been ready for it because that was the play, obviously. And he looked like he had a clear path to the corner of the end zone, and he drops the ball, and the Panthers win the football game. Panthers on top, 21-16. to uh, so the Chargers fall to one and two. So I'm surprised that that one, uh, I thought the Chargers would have that one. Next, uh, this one was easy. The easiest probably of the entire week of games. Uh, Colts over the Jets, 36 to seven. I mean, like I said, uh, for all the hype that he gets, Sam Darnold has not been playing well. And it's not just the team around him. The team around him is not what it needs to be. He does need more help in every position. I'm literally saying every position on the offense. He needs a better offensive line. He needs better receivers. He needs a better tight end. He needs a better running back because uh, Le'Veon Bell doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy. Um, he needs a better fullback if they're, uh, you know, they're, you know, he, he needs everything better on the offense because they cannot get the job done at all. And he's also part of the problem with the picks that he's thrown. I remember the last one he threw was like, like, he, that's such tight of covers. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not that good yet. Um, but I guess, you know, hey, he third down. He's trying to make a play. You know, not going to hate on him too much for that. But on the other hand, the Jets' defense is just as atrocious. You're making Phillip Rivers look like a superstar. And I'm like, I mean, it's really the reason why I love Phillip Rivers when he was playing and uh, with the Chargers and against uh, the Raiders because he would like it was so easy to telegraph his passes if you look how look at how Philip Rivers throws a football now especially in his latter years he throws the football his windup is so predictable and the way he throws the ball is almost like a lame duck sometimes it's a fast lame duck and then sometimes it's a slow lame duck but just the way he throws the ball you can telegraph it so easy because it's such a long windup and it looked like he has to literally throw his entire uh, twist and throw his entire upper body just to throw the football and the Jets couldn't even telegraph that the Jets couldn't do anything against that primarily because they were so worried about the running game and first and foremost the running game just tore them up tore the Jets defense up the running game of the Colts so you know you add that with Phillip Rivers getting in a pass here and there and yeah wasn't much to this game Colts on top 36 to 7. So that's a free game for anybody who's going to face the Jets. I don't know if they'll, I don't think they'll win a game unless they maybe have a uh, knockdown, drag out fight against the Bengals. Um, but moving on, we got uh, Cowboys at Seahawks. You know, um, well, first of all, Russell Wilson playing out of his mind as many touchdown passes as he's thrown in the first three games, breaking records and stuff. Um, man, him and just the deep ball, like, like he's bringing the deep ball back, like for real, like, like 
he's like established like this is part of our game we're throwing deep we're going to stretch the field what are you going to do about it and he has two not one but two weapons that he can do that with i mean it was it'd be different i would think and it'd be a little easier for defenses if you just had that number one wide receiver and that option was you know capable the only one really capable of stretching the field and being and going deep but he has he has two in Lockett and DK Metcalf both those guys can go deep both those guys stretch the field so it's like you know those guys uh, 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 along with Russell Wilson's ability to use anybody in the passing game how do you stop that and it just seems like even though the Seahawks defense isn't anything to write home about they're again just doing just enough to win football games and they're three and zero by beating the Cowboys 38 to 31 the Cowboys defense uh they are still stuck in last year I guess they're not where they're not evening they're not close to where they even were um last year and they're the, the, the that was the that was the biggest letdown I figured it was gonna be okay Dak especially with this whole off season especially with what they're dealing with and if he was going to actually play and if he was going to hold out or whatever the case was going to be and the fact that there's no preseason, no nothing, and he's just coming in and the locker room might be divided under, you know, or the the offense itself might be divided, like you've been out so long or you actually are a leader or you haven't been here to do whatever it is we needed to do to at least be together in terms of one mindset on the same page. Um, but the offense comes together, but they always come together late. They can't get started early. They come out late, and they're always trying to play catch-up. So, of course, Dak's numbers look good because they're always trying to play catch-up. And then you throw in the fact that when they're always trying to play catch-up, they can't do what they primarily want to do, and that's run the football and control the clock with Zeke. So that's why Dak Prescott's numbers are up. But on top of that, like I said, they always get started slow. And then on top of that, their defense can't stop anybody. So, you know, it's not surprising that the Cowboys are 1-2. and two. They should be 0-3 right now. But you know what happened last week with Atlanta. So, two teams that are pretty much a gimme right now for wins, the Jets and the Falcons. Like, good night. Uh, and it's a trip because the Falcons can actually score points, but they can't hold anybody. But yeah, Seattle on top of the Cowboys, 38-31. to And the Seahawks improved to 3-0. Cowboys are at one and two. We move on again to another team, which pretty much a give me at least until Drew Locke gets back. I think Drew Locke for the Broncos gives them the best chance to win, but right now he's hurt. And so anybody can just come in and stomp a mud hole in the Broncos. And this time it was the Buccaneers turn. So of course, Brady looks spectacular with his offense. And uh, because he didn't have much of a challenge, he didn't even have to go up against Von Miller. Because I think Von, yeah, I'm pretty sure Von Miller didn't play. Um, I didn't see him anywhere in the game making plays. If he was in the game, he'd be making plays. And so I think Von Miller still hurt, so he didn't play. And the Buccaneers offense just rolls over the Broncos defense. And, of course, the Broncos offense with Jeff Driscoll. Can't. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm I'm going there with names. It's just, it's just it's fun to say. Driscoll. Uh, can't get the job done, of course, at all. He wasn't primed to be a starting quarterback, never was going to be. So, Buccaneers on top, easy, 28-10. to 10. That's another team where pretty much, at least while Drew Locke is out, I don't think they're getting a win. 
Buccaneers over the Broncos 28 to 10. This one, the next one was the shock, uh, one of the biggest, one of the biggest shockers to me. I figured that uh, I can't get it right with the Cardinals. I can't. I picked against them. <laughs> I picked against them twice, the first two games, and they both they both they won both those games. Now I picked them, and what clearly they should have won the game, and they lose in a last second field goal to the Detroit Lions, and allow the Detroit Lions to get their first win of the season. Clearly, the Cardinals look like the better team, and uh, you know I guess they underestimated the Lions, but even with with uh, Matt Stafford. You know, in his mistakes, he just kept firing the football, and it seemed like the Lions just came together, uh, <clears throat> especially in that second half, and just came together and just got the job done and get that last-second field goal to win the football game. Um, defense, I think, should have been able to hold them off. I really think they should have been able to hold them off, but, hey, you know, this is the NFL. You can't take anything for granted. But, yeah, I really don't have too many words other than you know, the Lions came together and got it done, which is surprising that they are, you know, of course they had to still come back late again and at least tie the game up. And then they get the go-ahead field goal and win the football game. But, yeah, I thought Kyler Murray and his off and the offensive power of the Cardinals would have been too much for him. But, no, Cardinals fall to 2-1, and one, uh, which gives um, – which gives the, the Seahawks, rather, uh, sole first place in the NFC West. Lions improved to one and two. We get to your Sunday night football game, and it was everything that I thought it would be. Um, a shootout, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers versus Drew Brees and the Saints. The Saints really were coming to play because they were soured by last week's loss. And even though they didn't have Michael Thomas, they wanted to uh, come out and show that they are, you know, hungry and they want to win. And they showed the competitive spirit. They definitely were there. Um, but the Packers just had just a little bit more. Both of these quarterbacks, both uh, future Hall of Famers and whatnot, both without their number one wide receiver. So Saints and Drew Brees without Michael Thomas. And Devontae Adams did not play in this game for the Packers. Um, but even still, uh, the Saints get on top. They get a lead. Uh, once in the game, but after the Packers got the lead back, they weren't giving it back, and that's pretty much what I figured. Um, the only thing I was wrong about in this game was Aaron Rodgers scored only three touchdowns instead. Of, he only passed for three touchdowns instead of four, which I thought he was going to throw for. Um, but it was enough, and the Packers get the win, thirty-seven to thirty, in an exciting competitive shootout. It just seems like just the Packers just have a little bit more in the gas tank on offense and if they get on top of anybody for the most part they're not giving that lead away Aaron Rodgers is not giving that lead away and by now um, of course Aaron Rodgers knows what he has in his own defense so he realizes that once they get on top they have to stay on top because it's not like they're going to get a comfortable lead against a decent team because their defense isn't good enough so um, yeah Packers win and you know it's it's real disappointing for the Saints, but I don't know. I just think I mean it's it's a it's a I don't want to say it's a shame, but it's it's harsh when it's like okay, Drew Brees is showing like he's on the decline, and it's harsh when it's like okay, that's your franchise quarterback at least for now, but he's not the MVP of the team. It's clearly Michael Thomas, and the fact that Michael Thomas is not there, and then you can't do what you normally would want to do. I get that, but it's like you can't 
you gotta show me that you gotta show me that you can win a football game without Michael Thomas against a decent team. And I not have to be the best team. And I guess yeah, I get the Packers are one of the best teams in the league right now with what they're showing. Um, but even a decent team, you gotta be able to beat that team without your number one wide receiver, or else you're showing that you're nothing without him. Like I mean, the Saints defense. Not what it was even three years ago, even two years ago. And then, you know, Drew Brees, is, he's, he's not what he used to be. You know, I get it. Age is a decline. You know, everybody can't be Tom Brady. But on the other hand, Tom Brady wasn't even what he was at Drew Brees' age because he didn't have to do much because he, he was always protected. He never got hit. He was hardly ever pressured. You know, the defense, he always had a good defense to back him up even and help him win football games even when he wasn't playing well. So a lot of Brady's inefficiencies were masked, masked, masked by the rest of his team, by the rest of his teammates. And it is a team. And so that's what a good football team does. So, but Drew Brees doesn't have that luxury. He, I don't think he's ever had that luxury. So it's really on him. So on an offense, never really had a consistently good defense to help him out, especially at a time when he's on the decline. So that's what you get right now. So the Saints are struggling, and the Bucks with their win are now on top by one game only, but on top of the NFC South. Packers 3-0, and they're riding high, they're coasting. You get on to the Monday night game, um... I'm not surprised that the Chiefs won. I picked the Ravens in a close game. I'm not surprised that the Chiefs won, but what I am surprised is how close it was not. Um, the Chiefs outplayed the Ravens on offense and defense. Like I didn't think, I didn't see that coming. I was surprised that the Ravens couldn't get anything going early on offense uh, against what I thought was still a depleted uh, Chiefs secondary. Uh, so Lamar, I figured that was going to be the way Lamar feasted was throwing the ball deep. Um, of course, you know, he ran the ball. He was a leading rusher, which is not, to me, is not good for them. It's like, why do you have running backs if you're not going to use them and not going to open holes for them? I get he's scrambling out of the pocket on pass plays, but you've got to do something better. You've got to make a dent in the Chiefs defensive line by running the football. You've got to make that happen. You've got to make that effective. And then on top of that, they're just, they're rushing him. They're going to blitz him. The Chiefs just threw everything at him, even though they knew he was going to run and escape the pocket. And it was enough. On the other hand, um, I'm like, where is the Ravens defense? I get that they're going up against Pat Mahomes. I get that. I get those weapons, but I, I expected more. I just expected more. They got outplayed in every aspect uh, outplayed, outcoached, whatever you want to call it. And it wasn't even close by halftime. By halftime, it was 27 to 10. And then the four, the second half wasn't much scoring. And yeah, I was just, yeah, like I said, not surprised that the Chiefs won, but surprised that they were just dominant in this game. And the Ravens looked like they didn't deserve to even be in the playoffs last year, nor did they deserve to be in called one of the top teams in the AFC right now by their their performance. Like, how did the Chargers give the Chiefs a harder time than the Ravens do? That just does not compute to me. 
So, we'll see. It's only the third game of the season. Still got a long ways to go. But Chiefs win this one handily on the road. And I know there's no fans. There's no fan aspect. But still traveling on the road is still an aspect that takes a toll on a team. But they it didn't phase them at all. And the Chiefs get this one done, winning by a final score of 34-20. And that is it for the recap of Week 3 in the NFL. Uh, my biggest takeaways were the safeties. Like, there was a couple of games. Like, it wasn't just one game. It was like at least three, I'm going to say maybe four games uh, that I recall where the defense got a safety uh, on the offense. And I'm like, okay, first of all, these quarterbacks, are you not aware of where you are? Uh, you realize you can't just sit in the pocket and the pocket is collapsing and then wait to try to run to the last minute. Derek Carr. And, uh, and then, of course, with these other uh, <clears throat> games where you got safeties, I was surprised. Like, so many safeties. And, you know, like, when I say so many, it's like, okay, if you get at least three games where a safety is scored, that's a lot because safeties rarely happen in the NFL. So the fact that you had so many of them, like I said, at least three, if I'm thinking it's either three or four, or maybe it was more than that um, from what I remember seeing, but at least three games where there was a safety score. I was like, uh, quarterbacks are not, you know, offensive lines are collapsing, not playing, not playing hard, not playing smart, and quarterbacks are not aware of where they are and giving the football up and getting sacked in your end zone is not something that you just allowed. It seems like they just they just allowed it to happen. Um, and the Cowboys went rather. The Cowboys went rather with they gave it up against the Seahawks. That was actually Zeke running. But again, oh, you know, whether that's on Zeke or whether it's on the offensive line or the play calling. Um, <laughs> so many safeties. The defense is scoring safeties. That was unusual. So that's the big take biggest takeaway that I was shocked about and this week definitely looking forward to next week I will be back on Friday morning with your week four pick'em and um uh, while we're here actually gonna do um <clears throat> while we're here we're actually going to do Thursday night rather so Thursday night football on Who's carrying Thursday Night Football this this time? I don't remember. So Thursday Night Football. Presented by... No. Who's it presented by? Oh, goodness. I'm just trying to get a sponsor here. Oh, you can't. No. You, no. 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 You get... No. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I... Broncos at the Jets. Are you kidding me? Can y'all do a... I remember one year in the NFL where there was like this audible thing where they could switch out their primetime games and, and make somebody else play on a week that they... Even before the season started, who thought that this was a good matchup for Thursday Night Football? Broncos at Jets? What, you thought Drew Locke versus uh, Sam Darnold? They were going to shoot it out? It was going to be a good defensive battle? That, who even thought before the season started that this was a good matchup? Who made the schedule? I, I really... You know what? 
just based off of what happened with the Bengals and Eagles. I'm saying this Thursday night football game is going to be so bad and it's going to end in a tie. We're going to get another tie. How about that? The horrible Broncos versus the horrible Jets on Thursday night football ends in a tie. And if I'm wrong, I don't care. But that's it for your week three recap of the NFL as well as Thursday night football prediction. I am your host, DeValiant. This is Scout Team Sports. Appreciate you hanging with me. We'll see you Friday. Yeah.